now. Welcome to The Real Deal with Sean Matthews, where we have real conversations with real people, entrepreneurs, and business owners alike. Today, I have a guest on here that we just met a couple days ago, and we really connected straight away in different avenues, what we do for a living, our spirits, and uh, maybe a few other things that you might uh, understand as soon as we start talking. I'm going to introduce her. Her name is Karen. Give me one minute. Karen Chasten, co-founder of the Chasten Center, a place for meaningful living. Firstly, they assist individuals to create a better everyday life after any kind of loss. Secondly, they assist businesses to ensure that their people, productivity, and profits are thriving. She is, an uh, she is an international speaker, international best-selling author, and former CFO of a publicly, publicly sorry, listed company. Now, I've just met you, Karen. Welcome to the show. I can't wait to hear and listen to what you, um, your, your gift is today. Thank you, Sean, and nice to be here. Oh, it's fantastic to have you on. Um, now, we just connected, as I said, a couple of days ago, so we got to know each other a little bit, but um, what I introduced all of the um, guests with is how did you, who, who are you, Karen, and how did you get started in um, the Shastin Centre? Okay, well, it's, a, it's been a journey as most of us have been on. Um, it's funny, isn't it, that when you look back at the little thread of the stepping stones of what brought you to here, I guess it it really did start back in, well, obviously started a lot earlier, but it started back in July 2011 when my 27-year-old son had gone out the night before and we thought that, you know, he was a healthy 27-year-old son, but my husband and I woke up that Sunday morning and thought that he had just passed out at our back door. But within minutes, we had the paramedics sort of there. And, you know, within seconds, they just said those words that no parent ever wants to hear after like checking him out for literally a second. They just said, I'm sorry, madam, he's dead and had been for several hours. And yeah. It was the last thing you wanted to, you know, on any day, let alone um, we didn't really know what had happened. So at the time I was living in Narrabeen in Sydney um, and he was living downstairs with his girlfriend under our house. And as I said, we thought he was healthy, but, you know, we found out at the autopsy the next day that his lungs were so bad that if he had smoked full on, full on for 10, 12 years, he couldn't have done a quarter of the damage. He was 27. Um, you know, he's a twin. He has an older brother and an older sister. Mm. But at that time... I was a CFO of a publicly listed company and, you know, I literally returned to work the day after his funeral because isn't that what we're all told to do? You keep busy, yeah. give it time, everything will yeah. be all right. Yeah. And, you know, as you know, Sean, no, everything's not going, you're never going to go back to the person who you were before, That's no matter what loss event you have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since then, um, 
you know, my research and all that sort of stuff that I, I assist people with, there are over 40 different loss events. So they're all there designed as little pivotal moments to assist you to become who you're meant to become. But it took me a while. It took me a while. I literally went straight back to work, eating more, drinking more, working even harder, which was ridiculous. Um, and I now know that Dan's passing was meant to have been my wake-up call. But as it didn't happen and I just tried to carry on with life, the universe had to send me another loss event. And that came in the form of the company I was working with was merging with another and during that process, they said to me, Karen, you're not going to be CFO in the new company, but we really want you to come with us. We want you to be doing everything you're doing now, plus more, um, and we just love you. And I just went, yeah, sure, you know, what's the title? Until they gave me my contract. And my contract was for two-thirds of what my current salary was. Mm. And it really made me angry for probably about 48 hours and then I slowly started to what I like to refer to as I came out of my Groundhog Day days, you know, where you just sort of every day is the same and you're just in the motions and you're, oh, you're yeah. just sort of on remote. I've been there. Yeah. 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 Yep. And it's not good, is it? No. You don't even no. realise you're doing it exactly. until you mm. come out of it and then you look back and you go, wow, that was sort of like a 10-year phase where I just was doing all of this sort of stuff so and it was as I said I was angry for 48 hours but I very quickly started to realize holy hell I'm only here for the money and if I'm honest I'm wasting most of it just mm -hmm. to get through the day mm -hmm. just to cope with the stress of it all mm -hmm. um, and I really quickly going what are you doing you know at that stage I was um, I was yeah well, I was 54 Mm -hmm. and I was like what are you doing like mm -hmm. sure you're gonna probably live to 80 mm -hmm. but you know you still got another 30 years to go are you really happy with what you're doing with your life mm -hmm. so I chose redundancy and that's when I knew straight away that I wasn't going to be doing um, accounting work anymore sure I do it every now and then but I mm -hmm. wasn't going to it wasn't going to be my main focus so mm -hmm. yeah Wow, that's a lot to take in. And uh, I mean, I, I heard a little bit of your story when we first met and it's amazing. I think that a lot of people could relate and how um, how tragic that is to, to lose a son at 27 that's so young, yes. so young. And, and what you had to go through with coping with all that and a lot of people do go through the the stages of eating a lot, not exercising, just letting everything go and, and working yourself to the bone. And I can relate to that for sure. I've done that working to the bone 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day with no breaks. So um, yeah, it's, it, and, I, and I'm, I am again, sorry for your loss because it's so, it's, it's, I couldn't even imagine that. Um, yeah. Thank it's you. It's different. But you it's know quite what? different, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it is quite different. And thank you for saying that. But the funny thing is, Dan is with me. Mm. I actually say I spend more time with him than I do with his siblings who are in this realm. Yeah. And it's it's quite funny. We have a completely different relationship. Like, you know how 
you know how every family seems to have the clown well the clown was Dan you know we have so many family photos where he's pulling a face or he's sticking his fingers up or whatever he's doing (laughs) sort of thing which is really frustrating when you're going can't I get a nice photo of you thank god he had traveled before he passed because his girlfriend had a lot of really cool photos um so that was you know something we could bring together Mm -hmm. but the thing is that so often people see death as a finality um, in regards to, sure, the physical is gone, but the emotional and the spiritual lives on, live on forever. Mm-hmm. And the more that you start to see those signs and really look for them, the more signs they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's truly amazing. Like he has shown up in so many family photos, like he's shown up at his brother's wedding, his twin brother's wedding. His older brother is getting married um, later this year. He was meant to get married in 2020, but he's getting married in July this year. So we're really looking forward to, you know, Dan showing up and he's shown up at friends' photos. He's very, very creative in the way that he does it. Um, and it's, it's amazing. He's even shown up at his memorial, like um, we... We released his ashes at five years. Um, we hired a boat in Sydney Harbour and we, we released him into the harbour. And his face came back in a wave, um, which is amazing. Wow, that's amazing. I know. And it's, wow. yeah, and it's so cool. And they're so creative. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I got the power. I'm going to show you how I can use it. It's yeah, really wow. cool. So yeah. in the photos, what sort of creativity did he? did he use he my girlfriend just took the photo of us throwing the ashes in right and the wave went off and it came back and it literally is his face you can see his eyes you can see the whole face in the wave it's incredible and I've got it actually the photo is in the book um, my latest book demystifying loss I've got three photos of Dan showing up on three different occasions. So one of them at his brother's wedding, one of them at a family friend's wedding, who we grew up on five acres on the Gold Coast, all the boys grew up on five acres on the Gold Coast. And, you know, a family who lived a couple of houses away, Mm. which is like 10 acres away. (laughs) (laughs) They, um, you know, it sounds funny. Um, They literally at his wedding in Townsville, He's on, he's on the tree above my husband's head, his dad's head, um, and it's just it's so amazing. It's so clear. Wow. That's fantastic. So you yeah. have those in. What was the book that you have it in? Oh, this is my latest one, my demystifying. Your, your latest one. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. fantastic. And you yeah. have two other books too. Yeah, so I started my, you know, it's really quite funny. I started my writing journey um, a couple of years after I I left corporate. So I left corporate um, in late 12, early 13. And then I wrote my first book in 2014. I actually wrote two books in 2014. The first one was called The Journey to Becoming Your Own Best Friend, Mm -hmm. which I feel is a journey. I feel that's our life journey. Yeah. You know, we come into this world perfect and then through the growing up process or through comments or through whatever happens in our life, mm. we sort of tend to lose a little bit of ourselves. And I really do feel it's it, our life is in a journey back to us to love who we are. Mm. 
Mm. Not from an ego perspective, but to truly love who we are. So that was that book. Then the at the and then a month later, it was really funny when I was writing that book. I can remember hopping out of bed one day and just screaming up at Dan, going, "Just leave me alone! I'll write your book second. I just want to <laughs> write this one first. And so I did write his book, which was called Beyond a Mother's Worst Nightmare. Yeah, oh, which yeah. was at that stage. So that was only like a three year journey since his passing. Um, so what I did, how I healed myself and, you know, all these things and the amazing people that came into my life to not to help me to um, start that, you know, journey to becoming your own best friend, which I feel it, it's only a start because the mm. more we unravel, as you're aware, the more and more. Oh, and more yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah. A lot more to come. For sure. Exactly. But yeah. you have so many amazing people come into your life to have you looked at this modality? Have you done this? Have you done this process? You know, there's so many things. You've got to love the world we live in now that there is so many things to assist you on that journey. Mm. And then I wrote um, The Teenagers Playing Grown-Ups. So okay. when I was 16, I adopted my daughter out and typical Catholic school or catholic girl yeah. um i wasn't all of my friends there were two others that were pregnant at the same time one chose to got met to get married one chose an abortion and then i chose to adopt my daughter out oh. and this book i ended up bringing another girl in which who chose to be a single mother and it was the story so in the book there are four separate stories of you know which option do you choose sort of thing for your unplanned pregnancy so that's a really good book one day I keep saying one day I'm going to have to do it soon I want to make it into a four-week mini-series because it's a a really good journey but I will bring them back to being girlfriends and their journey together and stuff like that so yeah so that's that and then I did Live Love by Design which is really the updated version of the journey to becoming your own best friend and then my latest one is this one yeah. I've done gratitude journals. Um, you know, I, f- I found that my gratitude practice really started um, not long after Dan passed. Mm-hmm. And I found that doing my daily gratitude was great. But I found that the gratitude journals were so pretty on the outside and nothing on the inside. So I created what I call the Elements Collection Gratitude Journals, which are pretty on the inside as well. So they have like a photo that, that I took the photo of, they have a gratitude saying, they have a shark or a colour day and uh-huh. then where they write on the right-hand side. Uh-huh. So, and it's, you know, obviously the, they're called the Elements Collection because they're uh-huh. um, water, air, fire and earth. So, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So before... So, yeah, I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, you've been very busy, very busy. And Dan's obviously in his other world keeping you very busy. And Yeah, I credit him with everything. Have you ever thought before you even started your journey, were you quite spiritual before that or you just weren't quite there yet? Yeah, I was there, but I wasn't there. So obviously being an accountant, I have that analytical side of me. But I also, um, being brought up Catholic, I always thought, hmm, there's something there, but it's just the man-made version of what spirituality just didn't sit right with me. It's probably mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. Yeah. So I always sort of was interested in spirituality. And the funny thing is, you know, when I um, I went to America 
I knew of my redundancy, but I also knew I had to do a, um, I had six months notice that the contract, we both had to give six months notice. So I had to work through that six months. So I went to America. I, I became part of this group called Braveheart Women, which really helped me to come back to me, to mm. really awaken from my um, Groundhog Day days and start to really start to see the value of me. Mm -hmm. which was which was an amazing process but we went there my girlfriend and I went and it was like a four-day event in LA and one of them there the the late on the first night they had it was like a big um what's the word it's not, not conferences in the right word but you know a lot of stalls there was a whole lot of stuff it was amazing a marketplace marketplace but for, but for the event Mm -hmm. and one of the ladies there I had a reading with her and she mm -hmm. was the one that said to me oh she, she just knew straight away that she said oh my god like Dan was straight there she knew straight away and it wasn't long uh it was only a couple of years after Dan had passed well not even that it was oh probably about 16 17 months since he'd passed so mm -hmm. he was you know full on he was there and she said to me then she said you're going to join a spiritualist church and I said oh, I don't think so so okay. I, said, yeah. I, I, said, I don't think so, but I didn't know what a spiritualist church was. I mm -hmm. thought it was something like, um, you know, an organised religion type thing, mm -hmm. whereas it's not. It's actually where mediums come together and they give you spiritual readings in a church type setting. Oh, Absolutely. okay absolutely incredible yeah and, right. <laughs> and she was so spot on like within six months I met a lady <coughs> excuse me a lady who introduced me to one and I thought oh well I'll go along I'm not really sure but yeah I love it wow. so it's just interesting fantastic I'll let you have your glass of water Thank there you. yeah <coughs> been talking too much oh no no that's okay no it's very interesting and and what happens when a, a person passes over is so interesting when you say what your life was like before and what your <coughs> life is like yeah. after and who actually comes in. Have you noticed, and I've had this experience and I wanted to see if you've had that experience, is that the people that were in your life before Dan passed are not either not really in your life anymore or you've met different people besides your family? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Wait on, let me just. That's okay. Yes, a lot. Some people have dropped away, <clears throat> but it was more because I've become so different. Uh -huh. But a lot more spiritual people have come into my life. One thing I didn't tell you that um, ten years before Dan passed, I'm from a large family, and my <coughs> my sister, who's two years older than me, she introduced me to a book called Life on the Other Side okay. by Sylvia Brown. Yeah. And in that book, it tells you about how we plan our life, how we come down, live our life, and what happens when we go back. And I read that book in <coughs> 2001, and I loved the book. And when Dan passed so quickly, a lot of people weren't coping mm -hmm. with, you know, he hadn't been sick, you know, we thought he was healthy, all that sort of stuff. And I guess sickness gives you a, a time to bring everything together. Mm -hmm. So I bought that book and I gave it to a lot of people and it was really comforting because it gave you an, a bit of an in, oh, right, this is what's happening to him now on the other side, all these sort of things. So it's actually a really good book. Sylvia Brown's passed now, but it's such a good book. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. so I've always dabbled in it but yeah. not um, been as into it as what I am now. Mm. 
Yeah, right. And so when you say, you know, the, the gratitude book that yeah. you have, that you've, Journals, yeah. uh, that you've made up, um, before, before Dan's passing, before you had experiences, all this, did you ever write a journal? Did you ever say out loud, yeah. I'm grateful for? Oh, um, every now and then, but no, not as consciously as what happened um, mm -hmm. after. And I had a mentor and he actually suggested it. He said, hey, why don't you write in a gratitude journal? And I said, oh, I've never really thought about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no. And it was such a great practice. It really, it was not only the fact of like waking up in the morning and then doing it. Mm. Um, and, and the idea is you just don't write the same thing every day. You just, you know, come up with three to five different things out which I'm sure you're aware of um, but it's it's then coming up and then feeling into it but more importantly I think it assists you to get more in tune to your intuition yes I actually really agree with you I do a gratitude journal every single day and I didn't do it 10 years ago um, I have to say that 10 years ago I wasn't that spiritual at all um, my sister and my mother were way more spiritual than me and uh, I completely understand with the loss of my mother um, it it came about that you look at things differently and that's your that's your next step would you say in that spiritual journey yes mm -hmm. and I think it's the step it's really funny especially the older you get like mm -hmm. we all you know we're spiritual beings having an earthly experience but for a long time we think we're earthly people we don't even really connect our spiritual sides mm -hmm. um and a lot of the time like we knock it and we go well, who'd want to be you know in part of all of that um but yes i think the older you get and the more practice you get the you more be you begin, begin to realize well yeah we are spiritual beings but i also think we went the more that you develop that you're not scared of death mm -hmm. um, so that you, you you have an easier transition when you when it's your time to you know move on to your next adventure mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've ever heard of the um, Bhutanese people so oh, Bhutan wow. is, is a little little country between India and Tibet um, yeah it's around there right in between India um, China and Tibet yes. a little country called Bhutan B-H-U-T-A-N. And what the Bhutanese people do from a very young age is they start to meditate on their death. Mm. That sounds a bit morbid for us in the West. Mm. But because they're meditating on their death, they are classed as the happiest people in the world uh -huh. because they've got their death covered so they know how they're going to pass mm. so they can live because they're not worried about their death. Yeah. Um, whereas I think sometimes because we, you know, our, the thought of dying stops us from probably living mm. a real life, but it's a really beautiful practice. Mm. Um, not that I'm suggesting that, you know, start meditating on your death, but then maybe why not? Like I've planned my funeral. Oh, have you already? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, some different cultures do different things like that and it works for them. Yeah. And, and meditating, I mean, I meditate as well every day, but I didn't always do that. I wouldn't, I haven't meditated my death and that has never been in my realm, but no. I mean, obviously you have done that because you've done so much work on that grief yeah. and loss and death side. Yeah. And I'm going in my sleep. I'm mm -hmm. going when I'm in my nineties, in yeah. my sleep with ease um yeah but my funeral I've, I've already so what I want is um 
and everyone bites the dust is going to be the theme song. Oh, fantastic. Exactly. I'm going to keep this recording forever. (laughs) Yes. And I can tell, and every year on my birthday, for probably for the past five years, at least five or six years, Mm -hmm. I um, dance. I feel myself dancing to another one bites the dust. dust. (laughs) And it's just going to be a compilation of all of those videos. And um, everyone's going to be told, stop crying, get up and dance. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting, actually. It's got to be fun. Like funerals, what's the first three letters of funerals? Mm. Yep, fun. And we don't make them fun. No. Yes. Oh, I totally agree with you there. Um, Mm. Because we had a celebration of life for my mum's, well, not a funeral. We had a celebration of life. And it's actually interesting how you said that it's F-U-N is the first three letters. Because she didn't want a funeral. She wanted us to yep. go and dance and say, I've had my life. Just party exactly. on now. <laughs> but yeah. a lot of people are not like that, I guess. So I guess how a lot of people you... fixated on themselves because yeah. it is sad. Like it's really sad when people leave. But mm-hmm. the other person who's left, like they're on to their next adventure and they're doing mm-hmm. their life review and they're mm-hmm. growing and they're, you know, meeting up with all of their past loved ones. So mm-hmm. it is it is sad, but it's like, well, no, that's what, you know, a finite life is all about. We will move on and we will come back and we will do different things mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing to connect with you on this level too. Um, Karen, it's it's fantastic. So, can you tell us a little bit more about your your business and and how you how you help men and women with yeah. the losses and the grief and yeah. Hmm. So, I've created my online programs, which I can deliver either online or face to face. But obviously, over the last couple of years, they've been mainly delivered online. And what it is, it's, it's a, it's a five-step process, which I have called the gift of loss. And it doesn't matter what sort of loss has occurred in your life. This process works exactly the same. So if it's a death of a loved one, a divorce, you know, your job loss, your health, your wealth, or any of the losses that have come to the forefront over the past few years. It, and the first step is the complete, everything, the whole step is completely reverse of what I did. Right. Obviously, I did it the hard way. So the first step is to stop. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to stop. You've got to stop, and you've got to figure out. You know, what does it mean for you now? Like, and what does it mean for you moving forward? Mm-hmm. Because just trying to continue with life the way it is 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 never ever going to be. Um, you're just causing yourself more and more pain and more and more grief. So the first step is to stop. The second one is to um, accept, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people who know the five stages of grief, accept is the last, is the fifth stage and it takes mm-hmm. a while to get to that. But accept is all about the fact of the things that <coughs> have or haven't happened, accept it. Things mm-hmm. that were beyond your control. You know, for example, I have to accept, what, or, or I don't have to, but I chose to accept, that mm-hmm. the last thing that I said to ben, Dan in this room was, will you move your car? I'm in a hurry, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I had known that was the last time I was going to see him alive, would I have said that? 
No. And have I said other things to Dan since he's been moved on? Of course. But mm. so many people get caught in these little things that they find it really hard to accept. So the accept is to, is to figure out, you know, what it is and to take responsibility and all those sort of things. The next step is, the third step is to identify. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where we really do the deep dive and this takes most of the time. So you've got to identify the hopes, dreams and aspirations that you had for this relationship. You know, figure out, identify the ones that could actually still come to fruition slightly differently and mm -hmm. the ones who which never will. You're also going to identify, um, so in every relationship, there's two people, okay? Mm -hmm. And every relationship is unique. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is you're going to identify the things that you want to apologise for. Mm -hmm. You're going to identify the things that you want to forgive and identify the things that you wanted to acknowledge mm -hmm. because those are the three things and so often people are in the blame game they can't take that responsibility and there's two people so there's always going to be those three things for every person when you're honest with yourself Mm -hmm. um, and it's so easy so often I'm sure you've heard it all the time you know people who divorce it's all their fault I was perfect it's all mm -hmm. their fault and you're like blame no. yeah there's a lot it's, of blame game in relationships yeah and blame is a funny word so since I've been on this journey I have started to break down words uh, our language ident tells us how to live our life mm. you know and and one of the one is lessons I love lessons as soon as you start to look for the lessons in your life, it's less on you. Oh, I love that. That's a great play on word. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to like this one even better. So blame, right? Yeah. So how can, how can you break down blame? Like seriously, it's so easy. Well, there's the blah, 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 blah. And then there's me. Ah. And it's as long as you're in the blah, 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 blah. You are not taking any responsibility yes. for me. Oh. So that's why we get out of the blah and yeah. into the me. Mm. Right? You're not going to be extra hard on yourself. Just be honest. Mm. Just be totally honest. Sure, mm. they did this, right? But why did they do that? What was it that something that I did or said or didn't do and say that made them be like that? Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so that's so that's that. Then the fourth step is the complete. So that's when you bring it all together and you bring it into a beautiful letter that you never, ever read to that person, but you read it to someone. Except just acknowledging the relationship, acknowledging what you want to apologise for, what you want to forgive and what you want to acknowledge, and then ending it, right? Now, this, that assists you to deep dive into all of the emotions that are going through your body and to find, <coughs> and, and find an end for that emotion mm -hmm. so that it can be an emotion, you know, energy, emotion. I'm talking too much. <coughs> so, yeah. <laughs> have a, so have a stick of water. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Lots of value there. Lots of value, Karen. Thank you. you know, and the fifth step is the pivot. Obviously, and fix the pivot. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So that's the five-step process, mm -hmm. um, which I love to do. But And the other programs is into corporate. Obviously, with my CFO background, P 
people and profits are so connected. So it is about bringing in and helping the managers to understand who their people are so that Mm -hmm. they can rock up each and every day ready to work and Mm -hmm. make a difference. Amazing. Yes. And I think a lot of people need that in the corporate world. Everyone needs it now (coughs) more than ever before. I think a lot of people are are, um, quite nervous or I've known from my line of work and, and my clients as well that people find it hard to to actually dig deep into themselves, to bring all that acceptance out. And, you know, they, yeah. they need that coach or they need that spiritual guidance um, to, what would you call yourself, Karen? Um, I call myself a beyond loss expert. Yes. But, yeah, but I am a life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what, you know, I've been trained to be a life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, and it's funny, isn't it, that you... So often you've got to look at death in order to live. Mm. Um, you've got to be able to face, you know, face it and to realise, I think the fact that we we know that it will happen, like none of us have an expiry date on our birth certificate, but no. we all know that the date has been set. Mm. We're hoping it's in the future. Yeah. But it's, and it really does help you to um, really live and love your life. And it doesn't matter how much money you use. You know, I can remember when um, Steve Jobs was passing. He was mm-hmm. like, if I could give this in, if I could pay someone to take this illness, yeah. I would be paying them. And of course he would be. You know, mm-hmm. same similar thing happened with Kerry Packer. But the thing is, it doesn't really matter what you've accumulated in this life. We are all going to go on and we all are equal. And it is about coming to a phase in your life where you can actually look yourself in the mirror and go, you know, how can I leave this place better than what I found it? Mm-hmm. And that's what I found with my, you know, the gift of lust process is I did it the hard way. And in my corporate life, I was always like, got to find a better way, got to find a better way, got to find a quicker way. Mm. And that's just literally what I brought in mm. when, when I was bringing my program and creating that with obviously from the guidance from the other side. And, you know, it's so easy for everyone to go, I did this. And you're going, yeah, what are you? But you yeah. did it with the help of so many people in this realm and in, and in the other realms as well. Oh, I totally agree with that. It's amazing. And it's amazing. You do one-on-one support and you do online support. So you do groups yeah. as well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm actually in the process of it's very early stages of bringing something together. It, it isn't going to be a group sort of thing, but it's also going to be, I don't know, differently. I'm just in the early stages of bringing it together. Mm. Um, I just feel that the world that we live in now, when you can do things online and, you know, like it's it's like we're talking together. Sure, we can't have a cuddle at the end um, yeah. or heart-to-heart cuddle at the end. But we are so connected and time is so precious and so valuable that I just feel that when we connect like this, we are connected like this. We don't have to drive for a half an hour there and a half an hour back and all those sort of things. Oh, so, nice. yeah, or we can meet anywhere in the world. Sure, we're both in Queensland. But, you know, so often it's, they could be anywhere. Definitely. That's it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Karen, so much value and so many things to pick your brain about, actually. Um, We're so connected. We, we are really so are. connected. And I think we need to keep being connected and, and learn from each other and maybe do some things together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before, I'm open to all possibilities. Oh, fantastic. 
That's so good to hear. And um, but I'd like to know. I mean, I'm going to write in um, the show notes where people can find your details. So you have a website, correct? Yep, thechastoncenter.com. Yeah, um, which I can see on my uh, sign behind me. So yes. you can go there, or my email address is karen at karenchaston.com.au. Okay, um, put that in there. Sort of thing. You can see my journey with all yeah. these different sort of connections. So, yeah, so you always reach out. Um, if you, When you go to the Chaston Centre, you'll also see a bookshelf, which mm-hmm. has all of my books on where you can get them either directly from me or um, Amazon, Kindle, all those sort of great places. Mm-hmm. Um which are there so yeah oh, fantastic you know that's that's brilliant I think I'm going to buy one of your books <laughs> your your newest one actually <laughs> it's going to be fantastic I can't wait to read it yeah I'd love your feedback on it um, oh yes for sure, for sure. I will yeah. I'll read it I'll find yeah. I'll find it and purchase it oh how about we catch up for coffee and I'll gift you one. Oh, thank you thank you Yes, well, yeah. let's go to, yes, let's do that in Queensland where we can go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, um, I think that's all we'd have time for today, Karen. And yeah. uh, I'd love to chat thank to you, you longer, but I think that we'll probably chat again soon. So thank you for all your value and um, sharing your knowledge and your stories with us. I'm sure uh, it, somebody's out there just going, wow, uh, and can relate to everything that you've said. So um, thanks again. And this is The Real Deal with Sean Matthews, where we have real conversations with real people, entrepreneurs, and business owners alike. Till the next time. Bye for now.